we don't, we don't have to get into that a little bit. Yep. I gotta give some thumbs a rest, man. Yeah, see, I, I'm, I'm looking. I need to. I'm gonna wear my thumbs out. What up, folks? This is the mixtape. We are back and better than ever. The place we are in is in episode 19, right before the great anniversary episode, episode 20. So we, we gotta, we're going to do a pre-party here. But first, I want to make sure you know the man of the hour, the Tower of Power, who's here every week, is here. Zulu Funkadelic, Maestro Infinitus Third. What up, Zulu? I hope y'all been getting, you know, your reps in because I didn't retired the sticks for Madden 20, but don't think you, you off the hook. I, oh. I'm, I'm sitting here fuming. I've been in the lab on my second level, secondary form of the Zulu offensive scheme. Ooh. Doc Zulu has some asses to whoop when oh, Madden shit. 21 drops. That's how we setting the standard for the show. Don't trip secondary form the secondary form don't people don't even know what that means that people don't even understand what this is like an evolutionary thing like what what is it what is it's it like even galian like it's the oh, secondary so form don't now you're getting you're getting super nerdy on folks people don't zulu know about genesis Ava. you don't yeah. know about that <laughs> zulu genesis <laughs> i think we got a title of the show folks zulu right. genesis but uh you know i i wanted to say though we have some special things happening in the world right now i'm not mm. sure if you know about it uh, about an hour ago the nfl is officially back. We start training camp next week. I'm excited. I'm of both. I'm of both both minds of saying I'm excited and frightened at the same time. Uh, my Chicago White Sox, uh, as we speak, are probably whooping the Twins' ass right now, which is amazing. Because mm. uh, fuck the Twins, they suck. Fuck them. Uh, the I NBA reserved that for the Cubs, dude. Like what Cubs? You, I don't know. Said, the only Bears wow. I know are Chicago Bears. I don't know about no Cubs. Wow. Those are okay. baby Cubs. I don't know about that. Uh, the NBA scrimmage. <laughs> The NBA scrimmaging, uh, and I'm just happy to have sports back. So, because today sports is officially back, we have to bring a sports expert on hmm. whose name is NY Kia. There you go, he's an expert in sports and in Madden. What's going on, Kia? How you feeling, man? Wow, you gassed me up like that, man. <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta follow an intro like that, yeah. You, you, <laughs> You'll be able to fill those shoes very easily. I'm very confident. <laughs> that was the hot tag, right? Oh, yeah. I hear you. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. And, you know, like you were saying, it's, it's good to have a little bit of normalcy back as far as sports goes. Mm-hmm. I was watching my Mets this afternoon in their opening day and with the NBA starting to ratchet back up again and with the NFL right around the corner. It, it feels like a little bit of the world as we used to know it again, and that feels good to be yeah. a part of. Yep. It feels amazing. I, I didn't know how much I missed these things until they were gone. Like, you know, I'm, I'm the main one saying, no, just cancel all sports and be fine. But now that sports are coming back, I'm like, ah, well, you can keep them a little bit. It's, it's fine. I don't mind that much. <laughs> Even a partial NFL season would make me happy. Like, I, I didn't think I would miss preseason games. And when I heard they were 
definitely not going to have preseason. It's like, ooh, we're, we're, I mean, so what, we're going to wait till mid-September to have week one? Or I'm usually the guy that watches the, you know, the preseason. I'm washing dishes, while, you know, in the, in the third quarter. We could use season one of the NFL – or excuse me, week, uh, preseason week one of the NFL – like right now 100 percent. yeah i think that this is going to be used as a uh trial run to eliminate the preseason games altogether in the coming years oh that's a good yeah. point yeah they're gonna this is that. this is going to be a bit of a uh experiment to see how much if any people miss them the thing i'm curious about is how the uh quality of play is going to be impacted because yep the one value of the preseason was live game speed. Yep. You know, even if the, the starters aren't playing that long, just getting some reps in and getting the rust knocked off is, you know, important. And then when you're in a practice environment, you're not really going all out all that often. Right. And when you're just going to roll right into the season, it's going to be really interesting to see how the first couple of weeks play out and, you know, how these teams look and how they improve as they kick off that rough but but in a situation where the game's counting off the bat that's gonna be really interesting to see just so you guys know uh, i, I might have gassed him up but this guy he's one of the very few people that clint follows on twitter so you like clint don't follow a whole lot of people he definitely don't follow me so <laughs> he follows him he follows uh, a couple other people follow he's got at least he'll got about 1500 followers on twitter which is huge for a madden uh, a madden twitter account uh, Z Farls, y'all know who Z Farls is. Z Farls follows him. Like this guy, he this guy's major. He's going to be able to say some things about the Madden engine, things about Madden, things about football that will illuminate what we want to do in 21 and what we're trying to do now in 20. Because y'all motherfuckers is still trying to play, and y'all scared of me in the 40 Nick. Y'all in the 40 Nick are scared to come and play me because y'all are soft. But that's that's fine. I'm not going to, you know, I'm trying to be professional here, so we're, we're not going to do that. We're going to have to go to a break real quick. We've got to pay some bills. Azula, you going to be back? I think for this episode, I got to come back. Yeah, see, Kia, I think he's only sticking around because you're sticking around. You, you're sticking around, right, Kia? Yep, I'm here. We're going to a break. See y'all in a second. Peace. Before we get into a break, make sure you call the hotline at 312 312- Four nine two four five seven one. The show is live. You bastards. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yo, what's up, Forty Nick? Coach Skip uh, calling in. Post uh, Nickel Bowl. Uh, 28 last night, um, was able to win it, 28-7, uh, um, was, was really uh, motivated and, and looking forward to getting uh, to the nickel ball, like I said, after losing to Jada of, uh, last season, um, was hell-bent on getting uh, to the nickel ball, actually, um, defense did what it's supposed to do, um, held the Titans to uh, one for seven, third down, uh, Henry couldn't run. Um, I don't think uh, the Titans had a first down until the 7 uh, 737 mark of the fourth quarter. Um, only gave up three first downs total uh, and held them to under 100 yards. So the defense did what it was supposed to do. Um, I played all season. Um, 
on offense, the uh, game plan was simple, actually. Um, I felt confident in the defense that I didn't need to really do much to just run the ball. Um, plus, I wanted to, to prove a point. Um, I had a lot of motivation, a lot of bulletin and board uh, material going into the game. Um, so I really wanted to make a statement. Uh, looking forward to next season. Talk to y'all later. Peace. Okay, that's the end of my slave song. Come up and listen to it. We are back, folks. What we just heard was the exit interview of our champ, Skip Wanda, the Nickelbowl champ who went and uh, made a fool out of Landon Bella. But we're not going to get into that today. See, here we go. Yeah, we we actually have a special guest, so we're we're gonna we're gonna talk to this gentleman. Uh, we're gonna start out with something that I know that he'll have uh, a lot of things to say about. Uh, essentially, I want to talk to him about how he blends football concepts and Madden to produce a, a functioning football experience. Like, how do you reconcile your football concepts with Madden Twenty as it is now? The best way to answer this question is to give a little background on myself and you know how I uh, came to this point. I'm a you know sports game lifer. I grew up playing sports games as far back as the Commodore 64 and the original Sega you know, platform. And you know me and wow. my brother growing up just you know playing those 16-bit games, uh, Joe Montana and Madden and you know sports talk football, all those old-school you know titles yep. all the way up through college and um into you know adulthood so i've i've just i've been a sports gaming junkie for pretty much all my life and i've also been a, an athlete for most of my life as well uh, growing up just being very competitive um i grew up in new york a notre dame fan wanting to be the next rocket ishmael i grew up watching the jets and the um, 85 bears you know rocket ishmael and walter payton were my first uh we football idols growing go. up and i just wanted to and my dream was to emulate those guys i ran track and played you know football until i couldn't do do it anymore mm-hmm. and when my athletic days ended you know i still had that competitive itch i dabbled in coaching for a little while my old high school quarterback he was an offensive coordinator so he kind of walked me through that and I was an assistant coach for a few years and unfortunately I didn't turn to the next Bill Belichick so I had to (laughs) go on and um, get a life so to speak and and most of my football knowledge came from you know that upbringing you know playing and uh, coaching and being around coaches and uh, attending clinics, uh, watching clinics, reading. And I always uh, was really enamored with the X's and O's chess match uh, part of the game. And I maintained those contacts over the years and um, those people I still communicate with to this day. And whenever I have questions or want to pick their brains I do so and we just we just talk shop whenever, whenever we feel like it nice. um, so that's how my you know love of the game and uh, love of X's and O's and my knowledge of X's and O's was was born and I started to get into the YouTube thing at around I want to say NCAA and Madden 10 
those were my um, first forays into YouTube. Uh, and I was looking for a way to kind of differentiate myself from everybody else because the meta content kind of fell into a couple of categories. Uh, one, just online head-to-head ranked gameplay, um, ebook stuff. Um, this was a, a, this was a couple of years before Mutt, but of course, as Mutt came into the scene, um, Mutt content creation was very popular. And critique videos; those are those are the main categories that you had. And I wanted to do something a little bit different. And as I got to playing the game more, my focus was steered towards or focused on, you know, how can I replicate virtually my knowledge of the game, my knowledge of the sport, and share that with people and um, play the type of schemes that I grew up watching virtually. You know, how can I reflect that? Can the game, ref- can, can the game reflect that? <laughs> right. And I really got my start following a guy by the name of Madden Edge. Um, he's no longer with us. He passed away oh, a few years ago. Um, right. Rest in peace. Um, but he was the first guy who I came across whose approach I said to myself, you know what, that's, that's what I want to go. That's what I want to do. That's the, that's the approach I want to take. He was the first guy who I saw who that was really into breaking down um, the ratings and how they worked and how they worked in uh, various scenarios and in what positions and where you can play players to get the most out of them and succeed and the stuff that he put together was um very much close to trying to to do what i wanted to do which was mimic uh real life stuff he would put out uh content regarding how to run how to run a west coast offense how to run a tampa two and how to set up depth charts for your favorite teams and maximize the players on those teams to do what you want to do and he wasn't a guy with um great stick skill you know he's probably average but he had such a knowledge of how the game worked and how he wanted to play that he was able to beat a lot of people. He was always ranked very highly on those um, leaderboards. And that's a guy who I started out emulating. And then I put my own stamp on it with you know how I want to present things and educate people and um, show that you can enjoy the sport that we love through this game, as flawed as, as it is, you can work within that structure of the game and those flaws mm. to um, create an environment where you can have fun that's not based around using exploits or mm. um, gravitating to the meta of the game and being a monkey see, monkey do player that's constantly <laughs> groping for things to, 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 to do to be able to win games year to year. The stuff right, I so, do yeah, generally translates that. to every Madden. So that's what yeah. I... That's 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 the approach that I took. So you're not doing, you're not coming out with, oh, here's the new Nano Blitz video. That's not your. Uh, no, nah, you you won't get any of that. <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, every Madden video I see, oh, well, this is the new Man- Nano Blitz. Even though was it last year, they they specifically said there are no nanos. We've we've eliminated that, which actually partially I think uh, broke the game a little bit. But it, it, you could time the way the the time when you're your opponent's going to hike the ball, you should be able to blow through and hit the quarterback if you got their timing together. That's, that, that's not nano blitzing. That's, that's, a, that's, 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 that's jumping the, the snap. Right, that's <laughs> jumping the snap. But, they, right. but their anti-nano stuff stopped you from doing that. I was just like, okay, well, that's, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Like, I'm like, well, what kind of Madden concepts can you actually use? Or excuse me, football concepts can you actually use 
to make sure that you're bringing an authentic football experience to Madden? Is it, is it, well, yeah, what kind of stuff have you, you found this last Madden 20? Yeah, as far as Madden 20 goes, um, and this actually goes back a previous year as well, one of the things that I felt that they'd done that I don't think they get enough credit for is that they really did a a good amount of work in modernizing their coverage concepts in mm. previous Maddens and in most football video games forever and ever and ever going back, you know, since, since the beginning of them, really. Zone coverage was very archaic. Spot drop, drop to a certain landmark, and that's pretty much it. You know, that, that, that's the type of stuff that not even, you know, JV high school teams play anymore. Um, with Madden, I think it was Madden 17, they introduced match zone coverage concepts for the first time. Uh, they introduced uh, a series of cover three coverages to emulate what the Seattle Seahawks play and what uh, Nick Saban runs in Alabama, where they run pattern match zone coverages, where it's basically like a matchup zone in basketball. Um, defenders drop back and they release underneath routes and they treat those routes as you would a standard zone. But if defenders run vertical, they convert to man-to-man. -man. And there's various rules that they play depending on uh, formations, splits, and all of that that I won't get into. Right. Um, but they introduced that for the first time a couple of years ago with uh, Cover 3. And they added quarters coverage match logic as well. So for the first time, you have a package of coverages where you can play hybrid combination coverage, which you see in the modern game. Very few teams play just static zone or static man. The, the, mm. the offenses have too much weapons at their disposal. The rules are too stacked in their favor to do right. that. So right. they combinate. And quarters coverage, quarters, palms, cover three match, they allow you to do that to some degree. It's not perfect. It's, kind of, it's a little bit buggy in some areas, but the foundation is there that you can piece together a nice uh, combination of uh, coverage packages to really confuse people. Like I primarily play um, cover three, buzz match, cover four quarters, palms, cover six, nine, and some cover two sync, which is a hybrid pattern match cover two coverage. And right. it gives people fits because most people in the Madden world, they don't understand them. They're used to the legacy you know, zone coverage drops and dial up route combinations to exploit them for one play touchdowns that are 50 yards wide open. You guys right. know what I'm talking about. Yep. And with that, you're able to, if you learn the rules and learn the quirks and the bugs and how to work around them, unfortunately, you can, you can mitigate that and you can really put a lot of hurt on people because it, it's not something that they understand. EA does a very poor job of, of teaching gamers how to um, use them. So that's one thing. Also, the game has done a better job, not as good as I'd like to see it, but it's gotten better of allowing you to spread the field a little bit better. I'm a big fan of the spread offense. Mm -hmm. And Madden has historically had issues in letting you run that because of the way the players move and letting people get away with unsound alignments. They've gotten a little bit better as far as the split to the receivers and being able to stress people a little bit more. Still have a lot of work to do, but I've done a series on my YouTube channel on three playbooks in the game. The um, spread playbook, the Arizona Air Raid playbook, and the run and shoot playbook, where I go over the concepts that you can run in them and also show how they are run in real time and real head-to-head -head games so you can see uh, what works, what doesn't, and you can run a cheese-free, realistic, spread West Coast-style offense. So hmm. 
there's there are tools there, uh, but it does take a raging maniac like me to explain it all because <laughs> EA won't do it themselves. The Forty Nick, we founded it as a sim style space before CFMs, before the online CFM experience. Mm -hmm. We founded the Forty Nick in two thousand four. That runs parallel with what we've been trying to do. Right. The itch that you scratched, though, is that I'm wondering, especially in the era of frostbite physics versus baseline, right? Oh, my God. How can my folk in my community get better at the game when, at least from my perspective, and I obviously want to hear what you have to say, are, are those two approaches compatible how can gamers in other words improve the way they play and learn how to play be a better madden player when you have concepts like baseline in a game and mana line and meanwhile you also have a physics-based game that presumes that receivers are supposed to run at certain depths and that um uh, quarterbacks presumably are dropping back in the pocket uh, 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 with certain steps like how can they get better given those two challenges yeah that's that's a that's a legit question i mean it's it's it can be frustrating at times um base align is something that should not be in the game period and it should not ever work and what's interesting is that early in the madden year it usually doesn't work yeah you know, because everyone's playing regs, the players and regs are slower. The game has come out closest to the way the devs have envisioned it. So what do we see every year, early in the Madden year? You see guys posting clips on uh, Twitter of them bringing down their cover two safeties or pinching in their backers, getting bombed over the top or out wide and complaining to Clint to fix the game. Yep. You know, so it's, it's a multi-layered multi issue. And a part of it is, is that the offensive movement needs to catch up to the defense, both in terms of, you know, how plays are executed and just overall, you know, quality of the playbooks. We, we want to talk about how, how plays are executed, how receivers run their routes. The receivers have a hard time being aware of how defenders are aligned. You know, when someone basically aligned their defense, instead of just being able to, to just throw the ball right to the receiver as he rockets off the line, he right. just runs his route like there's a defender there when it really isn't. So yep. in order to navigate that, it's a matter of finding the plays that work, to be honest with you, it's as, as, as you know, simple as that may sound. Um, Madden is a very base play game. There's only so much that works and there's only so many plays in a playbook that you have at your disposal to, to use. So what people end up doing, they end up playing out of one or two formations that have those plays that attack right. base alignment and attack blitzes, which is why we end up with a game where everyone, you know, plays the same at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. So really the answer isn't the best one in the world. The answer is to basically find those plays out of those formations and just run them relentlessly. Now, in a way that does mirror real football. In real football, a team is going to find out how they how you're attacking them, run what attacks it, and keep on running it until you do something about it. Yep. In Madden, you can still do that, but it's a much more scaled back, simplified way of doing it because you just have so many, you have so many limitations and you have only so many uh, tools that you can work with. That's unfortunate. I was hoping that there was some kind of 
broad magical hoodoo that you can say <laughs> i can't reinvent the game unfortunately oh. but i can I, I even i i even i have to bastardize things in order to get to what i want to work work like i like for example when i'm going against a guy who does that damn 146 blitz yeah. i have to do when i'm when wow. i'm playing out of four wide i have to motion in a slot wide receiver and turn him into a damn you know blocker in order right. to pick it up so i'm running so i'm running a three route concept with a receiver basically playing left tackle it's absurd. Wow. You know, it, it, that's just the unfortunate um, consequence of the game engine. Until the game gets balanced to the point where stuff like that is taken out of the game and replaced by better functionality, there's always going to be bastardizations like that in it, unfortunately. Is there a differing influence <laughs> between what Everybody else wants, and I'm, I'm not trying to lump everyone together, but just conceptually, is there a difference between what tourney players want and might ask the devs to add or keep in the game versus the range of people who play in CFMs and online leagues? I'm not interested in a so-called mutt or CFM beef. That, that's not productive, but it seems like we're playing different games. Oh, because you are. <laughs> yeah. Play so this given game. That fact, it, it, I'm not saying that, like, from my perspective, stuff like baseline and manaline breaks the game. If I'm playing a fundamentally different game and having a different sp- experience than the attorney guys, then I can see why they would want something like baseline. So I'm trying to figure out to what extent is that even feasible, even as we move into the next generation of Madden. Right. This is why I felt I feel like the whole compartmentalization of playstyles has been a mistake and and has been a failure. You mean like um, scent mode and comp comp mode and arcade mode? Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think that that approach has worked because as you said, you're you're at, you're very right. You are this game is almost like playing three different games. Mutt on comp setting is a different world than regs on comp setting and regs on comp setting is a different game than regs on sim settings. We've had fights in our leagues between play wanting to play on comp and wanting to play on sim people swearing that it plays better on comp with regs and sim with regs and vice versa. And no one can ever agree. We, and we, and we end up switching back and forth in some of them, you know? So in that respect, I feel like it's been a giant failure Mm. as far as the, I think comp, slash tourney players and sim players want more of the same things than people think that they do. I know sometimes the sim crowd likes to look down on the comp players at the ones who break the game and the ones who are being catered to and some, you know, sometimes that they are, to be frank. Um, but most of the comp community just wants a game that makes sense. You know, mm. If my user is in a position to make a play don't have an animation override it. If I have a guy assigned to play a zone and someone makes a bad read, make them pay for it. You know, stuff like that. They want a logical game. They also, but they do also, on the other hand, want more freedom. They, they want guarantees in some cases. They, they, they don't, they don't want to have passes go errant when they make a read to an open receiver. Um, They don't want to fumble as much. Where, where, the, where the sim player wants that. That is where I think most of the divide comes in. And I think when they, t- when they try to tune the game, their, their changes end up yep. you know, bleeding into everything and you just end up with this unstable mess. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think you're right about that. We've, we've touched on a lot of this on this program. We've touched on a lot of how 
there's systems on top of systems and when you change one part of a system it's almost it seems like they don't compensate for the fact that this whole part is is different and, and, right and that's and that's it's something that's a, that's a problem and it's only a problem if we could uh if we have a chance to adjust and it's hard to adjust when there's a million different patches and that's something we're gonna to have to get into after the break so we're gonna to have to hold on a second we're really looking forward to your answer to that um so just uh, just hold on a second and uh, we'll be right back yep peace Welcome back, folks. I appreciate everyone that is here on this program. Me, Zulu, and the wonderful NYKia, he is giving us knowledge. Knowledge with a capital K. Like, it's such good knowledge that you might want to spell it with an N. Knowledge. <laughs> like, it don't even make sense. I see what you did there. Yeah, right. you like that? NYKia, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, so we enjoy this game. There are systems upon systems. So we're playing different games between the, I mean, shoot, between MUT, between CFM, between regs, playing different games between the patches. So what has been your experience? I mean, you, 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 bring, you bring all this great knowledge to this game. You've been able to run these new concepts. But what happens uh, when, you know, or to quote, uh, to quote someone, what happens when uh, we have Superman all over the field and when, when everyone is trying to see what did and didn't work? That's a quote from your tweet, by the way. Yeah. How do we play a game that, that changes every other week? Yeah, you know, I, I said a couple of months ago that I fear that the casuals have won yep. in the sense that the wow. game gradually gets catered to, to them in Some order more. to keep them playing. Mm. Um, that's how you end up with things like Superstar KO mode. And instead of gameplay yeah. patches, you yeah. end up with more abilities in the game rather than address yeah. gameplay issues. Wow. Um, I, don't, I don't remember this game being patched all that much other than, other than updates to add more abilities to the game. That was their approach to quote unquote fixing the game. This was to add more stuff because they saw how much money they were making off of that, that content. You know, it's, it's crazy. Is Superstar thing, mode still there? Is this, does this still exist? Uh, can you still do that? Or whatever it's called? Superstar KO, that's what it's called, right? I don't know. I've, I've never once logged into it. I have no idea. Right, me <laughs> Never touched it. You you, have you right. played it, Zulu? No, have you played it at all? Uh -uh. You, know, you know me. Uh -uh. Okay, I, was just, <laughs> I don't know. Y'all Raiders are weird. I don't know. Which begs the question, what, what do the higher-ups, what data is, are the higher-ups getting that convinced them that stuff like that is appealing to a mass audience 
when they never repeat them on a year to on a year to year basis as far as you know the patch culture goes it's it's strange to me because i I bet you if you polled every madden player in the community comp sim casual whatever they'll say two things one at the beginning of the year regs madden is the best madden best they love playing regs and they love the game from august to october They hate the game from June to July. Hmm. So what happens between those timeframes? People uncover bugs. People figure out what the meta is. And more people gravitate to MUT once... People gravitate to regs because that's that's really the only content that's there. There's not a lot of MUT content. But as, as the MUT content gets pumped out, regs diminishes so by the fall and then into the winter your race gets, gets left behind so everything gets geared toward updating muck content and updating uh the game you know for that as well as whatever tunings they make for you know for comp mode they never touch sim setting they always they always tune towards comp mode it seems like hmm. so patch culture has gotten to a point where it's gotten away from fixing obvious gameplay bugs to watering the, the game down to the largest common denominator to which is mud basically right r- right mm-hmm. to keep little timmy playing little timmy's getting his head kicked in too much so yeah. we want to you know make sure that he doesn't get too mad and he keeps on getting he keeps on playing and keeps on purchasing mm-hmm. content mm-hmm. and we gotta That's get him on the get. show. You, you, you're right. You, get get a, you need to get little Timmy on the show. Right. You're like, yo, what the <laughs> hell, Timmy? Come on, Timmy. And you and you just end up with this gradually watered down game that doesn't play anything close to what you were playing and what everyone was enjoying when the game launched to begin with. We now have a pattern, and I find it fascinating that we didn't talk about this in the Twitter streets. We didn't talk about this before the show started. All three of us see the same pattern. Yeah, we've seen the same pattern for the past three, four years. Three, four years. How is it that, or let me say it differently, as a as a marketing opportunity for the development team, wouldn't you have thought that at this point they would say, hey, you know what? You flip a switch and you get to play on the set that at, at the launch day settings. You flip another switch. You play, you're bound by the physics based on the most recent patch. Other games do it. You can't do that, though. You can't do that. Because no. right. what, what, it, it, what it's admitting is failure. You're admitting that all the work you put in after day one is moot. No, other, there are other games in which some people download the latest pack, right? Well, I don't care if it's some sort of shooter game, uh, uh, RPG some folks got the latest pack some folks don't you can literally flip a switch and say everyone has to play it by these settings and that could streamline an experience for folk who still want to play but don't want the latest patch they don't view whatever i mean i'm trying to remember i think the madden 17 version of the pitch was less onerous than the madden 20 version of the pitch right the the stretch now is the worst stretch we've ever had, but we've had stretch problems before. The difference, though, in Madden 17, there were defenses that could contain stretch. There was nothing. Stretchzilla was undefeated this year. Yeah. If right. we had a switch, we could go back, and your opponent, 
would have to decide whether or not they wanted to play you, right? Everyone's going to have to play by the same settings. That happens in other games. And that doesn't undermine their credibility. It doesn't make them look bad. But if folks say, hey, we can play Madden, Zulu can still have rugs and the rest of of the car squad, but he's not going to play with a patch that essentially breaks the run fits and allows Stretch to just rule the world. That happens in other games. It's actually a good point. Actually, now that I think about it, it would help them frame what they're doing in a positive way. It would allow them to, they, they, they could name it, they could name it like it really is. Let's just, let's just keep it 100 here. They're different games. So it's, it's, it's essentially like playing Spider-Man and now you have DLC packs. Just call them DLC packs. But oh, this DLC pack, while it, well, before they'll say, oh, it fixes this and that, just say we've given you this and that. And they can also it. isolate what the community likes. If you if you notice, yes. they keep metrics on everything. They keep metrics on who's yes. playing what for mm-hmm. how long. Who's and okay. who's they, they do that up the wazoo. So if you notice as a developer that hey, our community is reverting back to the previous patch two weeks after the patch that we dropped in droves, that tells you there's a problem there. Yeah, you know, and, and they can and they can work off of that. It wouldn't have worked this year because they, all they did was, was just add abilities. But to um, right. Zulu's point, uh, I remember that in Madden, I think it was either seventeen or eighteen, where there was a stretch problem as well with the and the force defenders weren't containing them and the safeties and run fits were mm-hmm. um, were crashing down too too tight. They, 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 there weren't any abilities in the game, so they had no choice but to fix it. And they did. <laughs> and, they did and they did a pretty good yep. job. So yep. sometimes, you know, patches are necessary. And sometimes they work. But you know, other times they create additional problems. And if we have the option to play to the tuner set that we like, you know, that would alleviate that. You can do that in PEZ as well. Um, PEZ released a data oh, pack a couple of weeks ago that was met with a heavy negative reception. Nobody liked it. People were rolling it back. And, what, and, what, and what's happening? Pez is coming out with another data pack to, to revert to, to, to fix it. So if, if, if people do that and they notice it, that, that can you know, help the process a lot better, I think, as opposed to just yo-yoing the game at will. Yeah. Is it safe to say that it, the, uh, the developers might be listening to the wrong people when they're uh, talking about uh, gameplay fixes. Because I, I, in my mind, I'm always thinking they have to be fixing this engine for Mutt people. They have to be. Or they have to be fixing it for CFM people. Because we're just playing reg- regular regular rosters and we don't need this fix. We don't need this part fix. But yeah. they'll do something and it's like, well, this feels more like Mutt now or it feels more like CFM. Now. So I think, that, I, I think they're not understanding Purple where they're Oh, remember when remember when Most became an X Factor and that was usable in CFM? Like wow. Like how no, wow. Why would you just say, just why don't we just say, oh well let's just have the X Factor called cheat. Let's just do that. <laughs> I can t- let me see, what, what can I share that will betray any confidences? Oh, okay. When that when when that came out, I was I was furious. I was like because we weren't that that was when we were anticipating a, a major gameplay patch. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. And when that came out, all that came out were some, you know, notes that were pretty similar to what we got with the Madden 21, you know, franchise stuff. Just just little quick snippets and a bunch of new abilities and this Moss X Factor. And um, I had a discussion with somebody (laughs) at EA via email. And I was like, was this an intentional decision to do? 
I asked that straight out, mm. you know, because we were expecting a major gameplay patch. Right. And the response I got back was basically, this was a calculated gamble. Right. Based off of how well abilities were selling in the mutt world. Oh, and that's and, what it and, is. and it that's is. why we got that. There it is. Abilities selling in the mutt world. Wow. And that caused the entire game to suffer. And that's why this was the shortest the online CFM cycle was for me since the implementation of online CFM. Yeah. We usually are kicking in all my leagues, you know, well, well into now. This right, is usually yeah, the yeah. time we're doing our last season. We, yeah. The CFM that I've been in for the past decade packed it in three months ago. Yep. You know, Actually, the, the, all my, yeah, I, I had a bunch of others. I play, I usually play in like three CFMs, especially when the, when the game starts. And I haven't played outside of the one in the 40 Nick. I haven't played another, another CFM in months. I, I right. totally feel they're, like they're all, they're all gone. Because the, the, oh. abil the abilities infested the game to such a degree that they overran the, the CFM. So you had to, so you had to either, you know, play with an entire league, three quarters of it filled with supermen, or you had to turn them completely off. Well, it's even it's worse because situation. It's, it's, it's even worse because people, because it, it seems like, it seems like other, like the, oh, the people who would run these CFMs, because the X Factors were so powerful, that became a currency. They started giving themselves X Factors, giving people, their friends to certain X Factors, because they can control stuff or, you know, control the abilities of the, the players within their CFM. And it became this weird yeah. conspiracy where people were like accusing G, uh, GMs of, of the leagues of, or commissioners of the leagues of, 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 of cheating, giving people more power than they should. And it was such, so it's weird, just culturally, it's so weird. <laughs> See, yeah. My, my, my frustration, and when I say frustration, I'm also speaking from years of playing online. I don't understand a company that on the one hand has introduced X factors, right? But on the other hand, they are gun shy when it comes to stock blitzes. Hmm. To me, though, there's a, there's the underwriting philosophy that I do not understand. You have defensive ends that, you know, after they get X amount of sacks, they get, they, they, they transform into their superior form, right? Super Mac, hmm. they just super Bosa. But then at the same time, if I call a cover one blitz, it does not. You ain't getting through. You're not getting through for anything. Now, again, we play in regs, but it shouldn't matter. Why? There are so many defensive plays. And like, I love the 4 6 playbook, by the way, but not, you know, I'm not interested in calling 4 6 against five wide or something crazy. I want to stop. I want to attack the line of scrimmage when you have, you know, less than three wide receivers on the field. And three quarters of the 4 6 playbook is worthless. The zone blitzes don't work. The man blitzes don't work. You have to constantly tell your safeties not to encroach upon the line of scrimmage so that you don't tell your opponent that you're blitzing. Everything in the game seems to be built toward not using stock blitzes. And yet, when you think about what is the greatest threat to, you know, the spread, the, the like, Kia, you love the run and shoot also. I've, I've seen a few videos of those. It's some form of three, four meta blitz that can get through. And it doesn't matter if you have a linebacker on a safety. And these are like custom blitzes. You can 
pay for them at www.cheese.com. I don't understand the philosophy that says X factors are good. Super Mac, Super Bowl is good, but we don't want you encroaching upon the line of scrimmage if you call cover one. I just went to www.cheese.com. I didn't get anything. <laughs> I got nothing, no Madden content. So clearly, you Zulu doesn't know. It's a super about. site. Oh, see, I didn't, yep. I didn't know that. See, yep. I, I, pardon me, excuse me. Yes, I, sir. I apologize. Yep. To Zulu's point, I got to take the sim community to task on that a little bit for the issue as to why stock blitzes don't yep. work. Uh-oh. And I'll tell you why. A lot of these guys are not as hardcore as you may think and don't understand what's happening. What I mean by that is, let's talk about zone blitzes for a second. Zone blitzes conceptually are very simple. It's a five-man blitz most of the time where you have either a linebacker or a defensive end um, dropping into a low hole and someone from depth replacing him, usually a defensive back, either a slot corner or a safety or sometimes another backer. And it's so when a zone blitz works, someone's thinking to themselves, okay, it's a five-man rush. I have five blockers. Why am I getting sacked? Well, you got to look a little bit deeper than that. A zone blitz is designed to isolate linemen and conflict them into having to make an on-the-fly decision. When that defensive lineman drops back into coverage, that lineman now has to make a split-second decision to ID who's coming in that space. Because that alerts, because when he sees a guy in front of him drop into coverage, that tells him something is up. So now he has to put his head on the swivel really fast and find out where that target is coming from. And that could be coming from a guy who runs 4-3 from depth, which he can't pick up. Right. Mm. And that's why you get sacked because you have your alignment and you have your back on the wrong side and he can't come over and chip and you get your quarterback killed. Blocking is broken, they say. No. What happened is, is that you have a five on five situation, but in reality, it's a three on two because you have one lineman having to account for two rushers because of the way the blitz is schemed up. Huh. Things like that is what far too many people complained about. And what you have now is a game where you have now psychic offensive linemen where you bring that same zone blitz and the guard from the other side of the formation is now coming over and picking up the rusher and the tackle is now kicking out wide to picking up, picking up a corner that's coming from depth, which is in in what world does that happen? In, In no world, unless you have a Quentin Nelson, who's just a freak of nature and super alert, but most offensive linemen aren't like that. So, that killed stock zone blitzes and it also killed man one blitzes because now when you put in nano detection in the game on top of that you cannot exploit those natural gaps that would be created when you bring in an additional rusher that's why stock blitzes don't work anymore because of um, complaining from people who didn't take the time to educate themselves on how to set up the protection and the band-aid fix to that was psychic offensive line pickup and nano detection. Hmm. And now you can't do anything outside of trying to rig up seven man blitzes. And because of the way the players move faster than the receivers can move, you still have max coverage over the field. It feels like baseline uh, hoodoo is being spread all over the game. Like it's, not, it's not just the baseline is just an easy way to break the game. But yeah, but it makes sense. I'm not putting this on the current developer because this has been a Madden tradition, right? Like if you tell us we're playing football and yet we, we this guy who hot routes into a slant 
and can't read coverage can sit back there and wait for the, the slanting receiver to run all the way across the field, the gamer feels disrespected. They're going to have to find a way to put that guy on his butt. They're not going to sit back and right. use a stock blitz. They're going to say, okay, I got to jigger something to get this guy because I can't, I'm not going to call these fancy zones and then let this receiver who's running a slant run all the way across to the other's opposite sideline. So then that creates, I mean, it's like a vacuum, right? You created a vacuum, which the least competent offensive gamer can attack the best defenses. So then the best defensive coordinator, I'm not a defensive guy, clockwork and Kia y'all are, but like, then the defensive guy said, oh, no, dog, I'm not going to just let you sit back for 10 minutes, drink some hot tea, and throw a slant on every play. I got to find a way to put pressure on the quarterback. So it's just odd that in an era of superheroes and X-Factors and Avengers that stock blitzes haven't been reintroduced, and yet at the same time, you can have a superhero on the defensive line do the same thing you would have with the, with the middle linebacker. On a three-man pass rush. A three-man <laughs> pass rush can get in faster than a five-man rush. Yeah, exactly. Because your X-Factor guy will split the double team and get in about 1.5 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Just because. Just because. Because I got news for you. A lot of these blitzes that people think are nano blitzes, they're, they're really not. If you, if you want to see real nano blitzes, pop in Madden 04 sometime. Yes. yes. <laughs> and you got two-man nanos, one-man nanos. If he tackle Nano, I mean, we can go, we can go, we can go into the archives. We want to see Nanos. These guys Nano are blitzing so yep. many people because nothing can get, can nothing get, can get, can work. Everything gets picked up, and this is why the comp guys are so livid because they're being, in they're being put into hell games by people they should be slaughtering because of the fact that they have to defend against um, seven man and eight man blitzes all game long, and there's no, virtually nothing you can do about it. Yep. Is a sad state of affairs. Just piggyback to what stuff we were talking about. It's it's one of those things where it's like, it's not just us three that are like, well, you know, we could approve a couple of things here and there. I mean, there was a hashtag a couple of weeks ago that was trending number one out of all the stuff that's happening, like Kanye trying to run for president, the world ending, coronavirus. Hashtag fix Madden franchise is it was number one trending at a certain point. That's got to tell you something. Yeah, that was on major news outlets too. Right. Yep. I, it was. It was. I think. Yeah. I, I said to something to Zulu. I said, "Dude, Forbes magazine is picking up hashtag Big Spend yep. franchise." And that was coming from everybody. That was coming from people who, right. don't, who don't care about franchise. Who don't even yep. play franchise? So, like, what? What is? So what does this mean? Does this mean that they're finally going to listen to us? Does it mean that we're entering a new age of Madden? Because you know they responded with a little video, and I was talking to Zulu, and I was like, if they were going to fix it anyway, they wouldn't need a video. And since they had a video, right. something weird's going on. Uh, did you get that feeling? Sim F. Ball critic touched on that on his uh, show a week ago, and I agree with him. I, I, I just have a feeling in my gut that it's going to be different this time. I think that there's – well, I've never seen the Madden community united on anything <laughs> before at all, ever. Yeah, it's real tough. You know? And the fact that we got someone to um, – do a apology video speaks volumes. And also my experience with the beta uh, made me think that I think this time is going to be different because they do have, they do have a lot of good gameplay ideas in there. There were a lot of things in there that I saw that showed me some signs that they're interested in, you know, correcting some of the gameplay sins of the past. So that has me encouraged. And the fact that the community 
is still tweeting that out on a daily basis. Yep. That leads me to believe, or at least leads me to have the hope that they're going to carry that momentum when the game drops and they see things that need to be fixed that haven't been addressed and, you know, keep that foot on the gas pedal. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. The, the Madden Championships, which got ESPN coverage, all my – the sports people, because, you know, I'm, I'm Raider Nation. I, I don't play around. The sports people were talking about, hey, did you hear that a punter – won the Madden championship. They didn't get it entirely right, but they understood there was no throwing in the game. They understood that somehow a guy won a major tournament playing Madden, running the football the entire game. And they, like, they could not conceptualize how that was possible. And then yeah. like before that, if you think about what happened uh, a year prior when all the CFM servers went down and people were upset then, I don't think the, and, I, and again, I, to me, it's both, well, I can't even say both. It's the all the institutions in Madden, right? It's like the dev team, the marketing team, the mutt team, the producers. I don't think they appreciate how much we make the game entertaining for ourselves and how low our standards are. Like we've we're willing to accept. Oh, it'll take three years. Okay, we were told that story. It's a process that builds upon itself. Well, we can't devote all our resources to fill in the blank Madden. Next year's Madden will fix some of those issues. And then Madden after that, okay, we're willing to wait on that. And then we're told, well, uh, we got, you know, we, we have quarters in the game, but the safety still don't operate the way they should. And we wait on that. And I think once you tell folks you have been denied, you've been denied access to franchise, then you've been denied an experience that's even fundamentally different than the current iteration of the game. You have been denied. When you reject people and they feel like they've been, you know, we're investors. If you have a college education in Madden, you've bought four straight years of Madden, at some point you feel like an investor. I think that's what broke us. And and in breaking us, he united the entire Madden community. That's insane, but it seems like that's what happened. Yeah, we got a lot of people talking conspiracy theories uh, during this time. Uh, what, 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 what do you think it was? Illegal? The world is flat. <laughs> my conspiracy theory is that i believe that someone's head rolled after that uh mcs final Ooh, that's yeah. my thought I, too. I i have to believe that happened someone got read the riot act somewhere and i think that's when the groundswell began as far as the um culmination of that and then leading up to the uh, franchise um, stuff and i think they got a bit of a wake-up call I think that they had convinced themselves that the majority of their playing base was fully on the mutt gravy train. And mm, yeah. you know how and we yeah. spoke about this before we went on the air. I think they greatly underestimated the size of the of the CFM crowd because of the fact that if not just the offline gamer, but there are literally thousands of online CFMs out there. Thousands. Yep. You know, 32 man teams, you do the math, <laughs> you know, and I think that hopefully shook them back into reality because it's a shame that we have to create the personality and the immersion in the on, even in the online league world on our own. Yeah. You know, we have to bring our own heat. We yep. have to develop our own rivalries. I was looking at your webpage for your league Zulu and I can't imagine the time that this took 
this took to put together and also to maintain. I mean, with, your, with, with doing stat tracking and generating a schedule and putting people into, into divisions and then policing it all. Wouldn't it be nice if we could customize our online leagues within the game to do that? Yeah, yeah, Zillow's been As saying most, that for years. He's been saying that for you know? years. Like, we would already be in a CFM if they allowed us to customize. If she's allowed us to, to make our own divisions. To like, and that doesn't take a whole lot. Shoot, NBA uh, 2K does a little bit of that. So I, don't, I just don't get it. Even if you dismiss that, right? Like, well, I don't know. You shouldn't have 28 teams in a, a modern NFL league or, or you shouldn't have 24 teams in a modern... Okay, but there are still no commissioner controls. Like, I find it offensive, and I hate to say that, but I find it offensive that it, we're, we're heading into a new era, new gaming consoles, and the guys who are hashtagging fixed Madden franchise are going to get a some improved version of, of the CFM so-called classic franchise experience. I would bet a hundred bucks, hundred. In fact, I'd bet a hundred Corona dollars, right? Cause a hundred dollars now might be worth more than it was before. <laughs> I bet a hundred dollars that they still won't get commissioner controls. And if they're not going to get it now, then what does the franchise community have to do to get franchise controls for commissioners? That is an amazing question. That is something we need to talk about on the next episode of the mixtape. We love that you listen. We love that you're here in YK. I'm glad that you came. We got to wrap it up because people don't listen that long. We could talk forever. <laughs> they just they just they don't listen that long. And I want to make sure that people can follow your your great uh, YouTube stuff. And uh, you can drop your socials. What are your where, where, where can people find you? Yeah, you know, I'll conclude with this also. You know, the crazy thing about this game is that even with everything that we mentioned, mm -hmm. the game is still capable of providing you with, with fun. <laughs> that's, 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 yeah. that's the insane thing right. about it. You're right, yes. You know, it just needs to be liberated. And Liberate. it, it, it just like needs that. to be allowed to reach its full potential. And, you know, I find ways to, I find my niche to have fun. Um, I I'm glad that we have forums like this, like Nichols, uh, like, like, like this league, this Nickel League and online CFM Sim Leagues where the Sim Gamer has a competitive outlet as well if they don't want to dive into the mutt world and right. bother with that, that they can compete in. That's important. And, you know, I do online CFM uh, gameplay as well as uh, strategy videos and scheme videos and um, access and O's breakdown on my channel. Um, you can find me at NY underscore Kia 31 on YouTube. And that is also my uh, Twitter handle. And, you know, I, I upload regularly. I've been uploading a lot of um, NCAA and all pro football uh, 2K8 uh, dynasty and season mode in support of the um, hashtag fixed franchise movement as well lately. Nice. I'm, pretty much retired from Madden until the new game comes out to, to recharge the batteries. And yeah, you can find, you can find me there and look at my content and hope you enjoy it. That's right, folks. Use your Google machine, find this man. We're going to go and explore the wonderful world of Madden. We're, we're scheming up stuff. We're trying to figure things out. And if you're trying to figure more things out, make sure you go to see NYK's page. He might be taking a break, but he still has content. That, that will entertain you and, and educate you. He's going to go eat his shitty pizza from New York. We're going to go here, <laughs> stay here in Chicago, eat some good pizza and prepare for Madden 21. Streaming worldwide all across the Madden universe. This is episode 19 of the 40 Mix Mixtape. See y'all real soon. You know, we, you, know, you know, we never expected anything like this. It's been too good. <laughs>